top of the morning to you. My name is Michael. I am your host. This is the FBTV podcast, video podcast. If you're watching this on uh, the Insider, that is available for Tautoa clients only. And you may be even watching it on YouTube now because we're going to start making the video podcast available on YouTube. It will always be available to the Insiders. Uh, YouTube, we're trying to get it posted, but it might be maybe a day later getting posted on YouTube because we've got to do a little bit more to uh, process it to get it ready. But neither here nor there. How are you doing this morning? FBTV uh, podcast, uh, you can uh, subscribe to him. We wish you would. Subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Give us a thumbs up, five stars. Helps us uh, climb in the search results. Helps people to uh, find the podcast. What we do here, we uh, get together and we talk about things going on in the transportation industry. A lot of weird stuff going on here this week. Uh, We talk about stuff non-transportation. We have a good time, basically. But, uh, yeah, glad glad you joined us. Tell your friends, share. Share the podcast. (laughs) Or video podcast, as the case may be. If you'd like to contact us, you can. Uh, you can use our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms there you can uh, submit, fill out, send to us. If you got, Matter of fact, if you got a question or a comment or something you want to uh, ask, you can do that on YouTube, obviously, down below in the uh, comments, questions area. Or you can email me direct. Always open to having your emails. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Now, you may be saying, why we why are we putting these uh, podcasts up on YouTube? Because, well, YouTube is strange. Uh, if we're posting on YouTube on a regular basis, we do have posts, but uh, we, we have been posting pretty regular. But it's not, uh, they're unlisted. They're not for public. You know, it's, uh, they're private, basically. Nothing, n- nothing crazy going on, just... Uh, something for something else but anyway uh and what we found is that uh, well youtube just ignores us they they would just ignore us so we're going to start posting these and see if maybe uh youtube will uh help us out promote the uh promote the channel a little bit more If you're listening to the podcast, you can uh, find us at Freight Broker TV on YouTube. That's our channel, Freight Broker TV. Uh, And even if you're looking for us on your podcast, you'll find us in the same place, Freight Broker TV. FBTV is what we call ourselves, but if you try to search, you may find us on Google, but you're not going to find us out on Thinking Google or, uh, or on YouTube. Funny how that works. Well, you find us on Google, but not YouTube. I don't know. It's kind of crazy because Google owns YouTube. A lot of, a lot of uh, weird stuff going on. I noticed now that uh, YouTube, and they have a right to do this, they're playing commercials on our videos, even though we're not monetized. It's okay for them to make money off our videos, but it's not all right for us. That somehow is weird, but that's, that's YouTube and... Uh, Google thought process, I imagine. But anyway, neither here nor there. All right, what are we talking about today? Topic of the day, we were, I was going to talk about working as a freight broker outside of the U.S. And still might, but, uh, well, there's a lot of people, we've had clients outside of the United States working as freight brokers. 
and that's fine. Uh, they have to be licensed inside the United States, of course, or they have to have a broker in which uh, the, 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 that will sponsor them or allow them to uh, work under their license. But with te- technology today, you know, you can get a telephone, a VOIP phone, and you can you can be on the other side of the planet and set up a Atlanta, Georgia telephone number if you want to. I mean, you know, a lot of people do that. But anyway, we were going to talk about that because I had a uh, had a uh, email come in the other day asking specifically about that. I thought that'd be a good topic, but. <laughs> As it seems to always happen, something else reared its ugly head, and I thought, okay, that's what we need to talk about. We're going to be talking about telephones. If you are a freight broker, it's imperative that you have a good telephone system, bottom line. you got to have that. We're going to be talking about that. I got a Q&A today. Uh, well, you know what we talked about last week, uh, or we're going to anyway, but we ran out of time. Lumpers. We're going to be talking about lumpers today, too. What's in the news? Denver gas stations last weekend were running short of fuel out of gas. Uh, Seven million rounds of ammo from trucks headed for Texas. Robbed. Hijacked. Whatever you want to call it. That's a weird story, and and you'll understand when we start talking about it. Uh, Pistachios. That can get you in a lot of trouble. (laughs) One driver been arrested for hijacking 42,000 pounds of pistachios. Going to be talking about spot rates today. Uh, truck, sc- uh, truck stop scam. Those are, uh, well, you always got to, if you're a driver and you're in a truck stop, you got to be, you, you always got to be looking out for scams. I, I can, I, I'll share some of mine with you. Not that I pulled, but I, that I, 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 I won't be say I was a victim to it, but I knew what was going on. I was watching it. Uh, getting ready for the Iowa 80 truck stop, Walcott Truckers Jamboree. That's going to be pretty cool. If you've never, never been to Iowa 80 truck stop, if you're a driver or if, you, if you're ever in the area of the Iowa 80 truck stop, you, you've got to stop in. You've got to check it out. Going to be talking about the I-40 bridge, too, that's been shut down. <laughs> Strange stuff going over there. Stuff you might have missed. Going to be talking about movies and stuff like that today, too. Fuel prices. First up on the list, fuel prices pretty much unchanged. Why? Well, I guess they got all the milk out of the cow they could. (laughs) Don't count on it. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if we see another jump here coming up in the next uh, next week. Definitely the week after because we got the 4th of July weekend. Of course they're going to raise prices on fuel. Anyway, diesel at 328 a gallon average, gasoline 306, no change for gas or diesel, but uh, hold on, it's going to happen. Speaking of gas, up in Denver last weekend, uh, a lot of gas stations ran out of uh, gas last weekend. Shortage. They're saying a shortage of truck drivers and pipeline work delayed fuel supplies. Dozens of gasoline stations in Denver and Southern Colorado ran dry last weekend as a shortage of truck drivers and pipeline work delayed the fuel. Now, here's the uh, kicker. Many Colorado stations were being refilled uh, by June 21st, day before yesterday. We're recording this on June 23rd. 
large retailers were able to keep tanks full by paying more for wholesale gasoline. So they were paying more to be able to get to get gas. See what I'm saying? They're paying more for it so they can have it to sell to the consumer. And you know they're, they're going to pass that higher cost on to the uh, consumer. They say Colorado's gasoline supply was already tied before the shortages. Rocky Mountain stockpiles were at a seasonal six-year low earlier this month. Energy Information uh, Administration data show. Phillips 66 reversed the pipeline earlier this year to move more Texas-made fuel there. So, don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that, see if that's going to be a common occurrence or not. But I just think it's kind of wild. Okay, we don't have enough truck drivers. We don't have enough truck drivers. And the pipeline, you know, work. You know, pipeline work. Okay, don't get me started on this. These companies, these tankers, outfits, uh, generally that's going to be a regional local operation. At least that's the way it is here in most places I've been to. And those companies usually have a stack of applications a mile high from uh, drivers wanting to get off the road, be home every day. <laughs> Anybody's done that, hey, I'm ready to get off the road. I'm ready to sleep in my own bed every day. Well, you know, yeah, you're going to sleep in your own bed every day for an hour, maybe two. <laughs> then you got to be back out on that truck. It was my experience when I did that. I, I, I worked harder when I, I got off OTR and came home to make less money. That was just weird. But anyway, neither here nor there. So I don't understand how they could have a shortage of truck drivers for people wanting to do this kind of work. Not that uh, I would think they'd have an application list a mile long. Pipeline work delayed. Well, they learned that from the pipeline that got shut down over the uh, ransomware attack, or they could have anyway. Hey, we can shut the pipeline down, raise prices. This is getting a little silly. Maybe, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit on the conspiracy side of things right now. But uh, you know, I said this a few weeks ago when I saw it in the news. When Chick Fil A is starting to say they've got a shortage on their Chick Fil A dipping sauce, where where do you draw where do you draw the line? You, you know what I mean? It seems like everybody's getting on top of this. Back in the day when I was a kid, my my dad had a uh, Skelly service station. That was when there were actually service stations where you know somebody came out, put the gas in your car for you, checked your oil, your battery levels. Back then we checked battery levels, radiator. You know checked all that wiper fluid, checked all that stuff. And then the gas shortage hit, what, 72, something like that. And there were people coming into my dad's station that worked for oil companies. And my dad's name is Arnie. They said, Arnie, there is no shortage. There's tankers out in the Gulf. They can't get in to unload because there's no place to put it. Yet there was a gasoline shortage. Go figure. But... Uh, you know, with the shortage on everything, I don't know. I just it seems to me. You know, there's. I was telling my wife last night. I was watching something, a news story. What was it? I don't remember now. Uh, something about uh, I don't remember. Some type of shortage somewhere. I saw in the news, and I wish I could remember. 
But uh, the the president of this company, they were saying, hey, you know, here's here's why there's this problem. Here's why there's a shortage right now. And I thought, man, you need to get on the same page with everybody else in your industry because everybody else in your industry is saying this is why there's a shortage. Maybe it was lumber. I think it was lumber, matter of fact. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, here, here's something. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Kind of made made me scratch my head. You know, kind of an Ars, Arsenio Hall moment. <laughs> you remember Arsenio? One of those things that make you go, hmm. A gunman still, uh, well, well uh, thieves still seven million rounds of ammo from trucks headed to Texas. Authorities recover 5 million rounds. Two trucks uh, were hijacked in Mexico with ammunition manufactured in Mexico headed to the U.S. I have nothing against Mexico. I'll just tell you right now. I think, yeah, if you want to come to the country, do it legally. Don't just come here because you think you should be able to. You know, everybody in this country immigrated. You know, at one point, you know, their their relatives did at some point. And they followed the rules from... uh, all the way from the, uh, what, Mayflower days up until here the last 25, 30 years, I guess. They followed the rules. Most people do follow the rules, I believe. I think most people want to come to this country and do it correctly. But there are those that uh, encourage people to come here just to come here. More for political reasons. Not going to get into that. But uh, I'm for anybody coming to this country if they do it the right way. The way the system was set up to handle immigrants. I mean, you know, let's think Ellis Island. Uh, What about all those people came through Ellis? But anyway, neither here nor there. Don't get me off on my soapbox. My problem is, shouldn't something like ammunition not be imported? (laughs) I mean, you know, shouldn't that be made here in the United States? I'll be honest with you. I I will... uh, I will trust ammunition more if I know it's made in the same country I'm in rather than, you know, made in China, in this case, Mexico. I mean, what better way, what better way uh, to overthrow a government or country or whatever than sending ammunition that doesn't work? (laughs) I don't know. I just saw that and it just I thought that's weird. That was weird. It says, uh, well, Business Insider reports that the ammo heist was likely likely an inside job. As the gunman knew when the trucks would be passing and left the truck drivers and guards alive without either side firing on the other. A lot of questions to be answered there, right? All right, we're about halfway through today. Let's talk about something uh, that I said we were going to talk about. Let's talk about telephones. I am, as you probably know, the lead consultant with Tautoa. If you don't know anything about Tautoa, haven't heard of Tautoa, check it out. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, we can help you achieve your goal. Matter of fact, we got programs available where you can uh, get in-depth, hands-on training, be placed under a licensed broker, so you can begin your broker operation in our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be placed under a licensed broker, under our watchful eyes. So, uh, you know, we make sure you're doing everything correctly. You know, when you first start up, you're going to be a little nervous. So we're here to help you 
through that period. You know, making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. If you got questions, you can pick up the phone and call or email. We're here to make recommendations. But anyway, once you decide to exit the mentorship program and move on to either start your own freight brokerage or maybe perhaps contract to a broker direct as a freight broker agent, well, at the time you exit the mentorship program, even though you're not in the mentorship program anymore, you've moved on, you still have full consulting privileges. So you have problems, situations, need help with something, need recommendations, you pick up the phone and call or email just like you did when you were in the mentorship program. We have all kinds of packages like that. They they start, I don't even want to say price because you may be listening to this two years from now and the prices may have changed. And, uh, but, but, well, they start under $700 today and they go up from there depending on what you're wanting to do. But, I am answering and on the phone all the time with clients, with people inquiring, you know, calling and checking, hey, uh, I got questions. And, and one thing, uh, I think last week I talked about email, you know, proper email etiquette, but uh, telephones. And, and this is from brokers as well, or, you know, people new starting up in the industry. Your, your telephone is the communication equipment. That is what you are using to sell loads to carriers, talk to your customers, uh, make sales calls to customers, your telephone. That's, that, is, that is a tool that needs to be A1 spot on. So many times I get people, and the clients too, calling me. And no kidding, it sounds like they are... Uh, on a uh, Fisher-Price speakerphone. You know what I mean? Nothing against Fisher-Price. They make great toys, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, you, you can't hardly understand what they're saying. And I don't know if they, if they don't realize it. I, I tell them about it. You know, I mean, I make it known to them, but it seems like they never change anything. Next time they call, same problem. Or same issue, anyway. I, uh, they, the, the, their, their phone sounds terrible. It could be the headset. Uh, it could be the speakerphone they're using. A lot of people think that speaker, if you, you're on a speakerphone, especially if you're in a noisy area, that speakerphone's going to pick up all that noise and nobody's going to be able to hear you. Understand that when you are talking, when you're doing business, conducting business, you need a telephone system that is going to make you sound loud and proud. It's not going to sound like you're on a $2 microphone or headset. You need a good noise-canceling headset. And believe me, if you're going to be a broker, you want a headset because you're going to, you need your both hands free because you're going to be on the computer. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of things. You know, I mean, think about it. If you, you're calling somebody, you're going to have one, without a headset, you're going to have one hand holding the receiver eh, and the uh, other hand doing the dialing. Now, how do you check your telephone? Well, put it this way. If you got people saying, huh, a lot, do what? What'd you say? Man, you sound terrible. You sound like you're in a barrel. Probably got a problem. But the easiest way to do this is to uh, have somebody call you from your telephone 
so you can hear it, so you can actually hear what it sounds like, be it your headset, your speakerphone, your normal conditions. You know, you're a business. Uh, every day I am telling clients, perception is reality. The way your customer perceives you to be is going to be their reality. If they perceive you to be unprofessional, just a hack, trying to, you know, get by on as little as possible, that's, that's going to be their reality. You know, you're, you're talking to, you're, you're in a multi-billion dollar a year industry. It's transportation. You know, it's a professional trade. You know, and there's a lot of people doing it. You got to separate yourself from the pack. Now, in training, we go through that at Taltoa, you know, how to build the relationship and things of that nature. But it also comes with building that perception that you are the ultimate professional. They can trust you. Get the idea? All right, enough Enough on that. Let's talk about lumpers for a second. Lumper, if you're not familiar with that term, a lumper is one that a driver pays to unload their truck when the buyer of the load is too lazy to do so. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the driver in me sneaking out. Uh, yeah, somebody works on the dock that will uh, unload the truck. But you got to pay them, and fees can vary. Uh, you know, I've seen as low as seventy-five or hundred bucks. I've seen as high as two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, it varies from uh, load to load, customer to customer. Usually, the lumper services are available on the dock of the place where the truck is delivering. Now, if you are a broker, and if if you're brokering a a, a foodstuff type load, you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be a lumper involved somewhere. It can, it can happen on other loads too, but you're going to find it a lot with food stuff. You know, grocery warehouses, I'm talking about everything from spices to bottles of mustard and ketchup to frozen potatoes to fresh produce. You know, it's you're, you're pretty much going to be dealing with a lumper. Your customer will tell you or should tell you in advance, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to pay this much on the lumper. And more times than not, they're going to say something like, uh, we will pay, yeah, we're going to pay 100% of the lumper fee. Now, I've seen brokers get into trouble with this uh, this kind of phrasing. You know, hey, the customer said to pay 100%. And they go out here, they tell the trucking company, yeah, we'll pay 100% of the lumper fee. Next thing you know, they get a lumper receipt for three or 400 bucks. Well, the guy said it'd be, they pay 100%. You send it to your customer. <laughs> They're on the phone immediately. Hey, what do you mean 400 bucks? They only charge $150 over there. We'll pay 100% of 150 Well, they didn't tell you that before. So you got to verify this stuff. You know, usually when I was uh, doing low confirmations uh, to a trucking company that required a lumper, I would usually put on there, uh, you know, pay 100% of the lumper fee up to $100 without approval. So that way, if it was going to be more than $100, the driver had to call me and get approval. So that way, if they called, I could put them on hold and call my customer real quick. You know, hey, Jim, driver's on the phone. They're saying he's going to run 200 And the customer, well, yeah, that's that's about normal. You know, I get their approval at the same time. Got to watch that. Uh, there was an article in Overdrive magazine talking about our lumpers on, the, on their way out. And uh, really, well, you can find it on Overdrive Magazine website. What is it? Overdrive.com, something like that, maybe. But you can read it yourself. But uh, 
Are lumpers on their way out? Doubtful. <laughs> you know, and the article really didn't convince me of too much about that either. So anyway, neither here nor there. All right, let's talk about spot rates. If you uh, are new to the industry, the spot rate is an average rate per mile that a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B for a specific type of equipment. Uh, generally, you will find a spot rate tool on uh, any of the reputable load boards. Usually, spot rate tools are going to be included with your subscription, but I do know one that tries to charge you for it, and they're pretty popular, but I don't know. They've done some weird stuff the last few years. Not, not going to name any names, but uh, you probably know who I'm talking about if you're a broker. But anyway... Uh, Drive-in rates, uh, flatbed and reefer rates look to all be, uh, well, drive-in, uh, April 259 a mile average. This is all points combined for drive-in uh, on average. Uh, in May, it uh, went up 267, and uh, in June this month, it's gone up to 268 a mile. That's average. That's average. Now, if you're working with spot rates, understand that uh, as a broker, it's what a broker's paying a truck. It's not what the shipper's paying that broker. So if you're going to be working uh, with spot rates, and I always recommend, you know, if you're a broker, always use a spot rate tool. Spot rate tool will fluctuate with the market. It will reflect what the market is doing. Now, if you're using a contract rate tool, which is basically the same thing as a spot rate tool, except instead of what a broker is paying a truck, it's... Uh, Pulling data from what a shipper is paying the truck. Well, you may be thinking, well, yeah, that's what I want to use. It's what a shipper's paying. Well, not necessarily. It's a contract tool. Usually a contract uh, between a trucking company and their customers, 12-month period, 12-month contract. So the rates are not going to fluctuate. The only thing that's going to fluctuate will be the fuel surcharge. Okay. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that here in the next couple of weeks, too. So that's why I always recommend uh, to brokers use the uh, spot rate tool. And what's funny, the spot rate tool is normally free, except for one company I know of that want to charge you for it. <laughs> but on any reputable load board, it's, it's going to be included with your uh, subscription. But uh, it will fluctuate with the market. Uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it's going to fluctuate. Uh, flatbed rates, April 294, May 311, June 314. It keeps on going up. Refrigerated loads. Well, in April it was 293, May 310, and this month it's dropped a penny to 309. So maybe some of that produce stuff is starting to fade out. But I read the other day that uh, well, it's still produce still shipping pretty strong. You know, as far as that goes, I've seen some uh, some rates uh, get up there pretty high. Just uh, depends on where you're 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 uh, picking up the loader, where you're looking for the uh, different uh, produce and things what locations you're, you're looking at. Destination can affect the rate, too. Uh, give you an example. Loads going down to South Florida, there's always going to be more trucks in South Florida than loads. Shippers down there know it. So they're not going to be paying a whole lot to uh, get a load moved. They don't have to. And they're not scared to tell trucking companies, hey, you take it for what we're paying, or you can drive 500 miles back to Georgia empty. Don't matter to me. So trucking companies know this, so they're going to have to charge more to take a load down to Florida because, well, bottom line, bottom line, 
uh, is simply when they get down to Florida again, man, empty. If they're able to get anything at all, it's not going to be paying that much. So they got to make it up going in. All right, truck driver arrested for hijacking 42,000 pounds of pistachios. Yeah, you guessed it. They were trying to repackage them. They got busted. These uh, stolen pistachios were valued at more than $100,000. Now, the guy's name that was doing it, the driver was Alberto. And if I screw up the last name, I apologize. Montemayor, Montemayo, something like that. Of Montemayo Trucking. So I'm guessing this guy was a uh, owner-operator. Hmm? Going through here looking real quick. Well, maybe they had a contract with the uh, Touchstone Pistachio Company. Anyway, uh, you know, they, they uh, the Pistachio Company, they reached out to the uh, Tulare County Sheriff's Office Agriculture Crimes Unit after a routine audit uncovered the fact that 42,000 pounds of pistachios were missing. Where do you hide 42,000 pounds of pistachios? Eh. Uh, 53, 48 or 53 foot drive-in trailer would be a good place, huh? <laughs> Officers discovered that pistachios were being moved from 2,000 pound sacks into smaller bags for resale. Anyway, if you know anything about all this stuff, uh, Tulare County Sheriff's Office ask that you call them. 559-733-6218. All right. Well, I-40 bridge shut down. If you've been coming out of Tennessee and Arkansas, you're familiar with that. The big crack. Well, the U.S. DOT and FHWA has decided to get involved a month later. They decided to join the party. Usually whenever the DOT and the FHWA get involved, it's because uh, they're coming in under the guise of, hey, we're here to investigate, but they're really here to f- figure out how much, how many, f- how many tickets they can write, how many fines they can levy. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see. USDOT and the Federal Highway Administration are each launching their own investigations of the I-40 bridge between Arkansas and Tennessee after the uh, crack went unnoticed for at least two years. I'm interested in that, too, and Arkansas is doing an investigation. But when you get the U.S. Uh, initials, whenever you get initials involved, it's going to cost somebody money. I, uh, many, 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 many years ago, I had a, I was, I was pulling tankers, chicken fat. And uh, I was on Highway 7, a lot of switchbacks. Then we had a, I don't know, 7, 8, 9% downhill grade with the, uh, hard ride at the bottom curve and the uh, brakes failed and I learned real quick that uh, tankers don't just turn over on their side no tankers roll <laughs> anyway long story short you know truck and trailer demolished I, I got a just bruise or two but uh, by the grace of God I should say but uh, there's a funny story maybe someday I'll tell you about it but uh yeah, some of that chicken fat had leaked out and went across the road, and there happened to be a pond or a stream down there at the bottom of whatever it was. Chicken fat was running into it. I'm not kidding you. You had every initial you could think out there trying to figure out ways to uh, uh, write tickets or, uh, you know, levy fines or whatever. But the thing is, chicken fat is biodegradable. 
Nothing they can do. I got a ticket. What I get a ticket for is 150 bucks. And I thought, man, you know, isn't it enough? I demolished a trailer and a, <laughs> a truck and had to get out of the hospital and all that. Isn't it enough that I, I rode that ride and you're going to charge me for it now? No, well, anyway. So it'll be interesting to see what the USDOT and FHWA does. I expect an article to come out here in a six months to a year saying that Arkansas was fined X amount of money. Uh, truck stop scams. Those go on pretty much everywhere. Police are warning truckers that if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. That's following a robbery in an Indiana truck stop parking lot uh, last Thursday. The robbery was reported about 1 p.m. at Love's in St. Paul, Indiana. That, according to the Decatur County Sheriff, five white males in a black Chrysler van were conducting a scam in the truck stop lot. Police say that suspects claim to have won the lottery and invited drivers to double or triple their money by picking a card. Pick a card, pick a card, any card. <laughs> when the uh, victim produced a sum of cash, the suspects forcibly took the money and fled the scene in the black van. An age-old scam that, unfortunately, our citizens occasionally still fall for. <laughs> so if it's too good to be true, probably is. Stay safe. That's according to Sheriff David Duran. If you have any any information about these uh, five white males in a black Chrysler van pulling this scam up in Indiana, you're invited to call 812-663-8125. Coming up next month, July 8th through 10th in uh, Iowa. It's the Walcott Truckers Jamboree, Iowa 80 Truck Stop. The Iowa 80 Truck Stop, uh, it's a blowout celebration. Last year, they weren't able to have it. It was celebrated online. I never got that. They had a lot of stuff. You know, hey, we can't do it. We can't do it live, but we'll do it online. That, that, all right, whatever. I'm sure the people that paid a lot of money to sponsor those events really appreciated it that they did it online. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, but a couple of years ago, there were uh, 45,000 in-person attendees. That's according to a rep from the Iowa 80 truck stop. If you've never been to the Iowa 80, it is the truck stop's truck stop. I mean, it's got everything. Everything. I've been up there quite a few times when I was driving. And uh, it, it was it was a neat place to visit. It was almost... I don't want to say carnival atmosphere, but it was pretty neat. You know, you got you to visit. All right, what else? Anything else we're going to be talking about here before we run off? Stuff you might have missed? Uh, it's not your uh, imagination drivers getting worse during the pandemic, or got worse, I should say. Now, these are four-wheelers I'm talking about. I'm sure truck drivers are in here, too. I see truck drivers do some squirrely things at times and makes me... Uh, Makes me go, hmm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, not your imagination. Drivers did get worse during the pandemic. In fact, the number of accidents in the U.S. last year was the highest it's been in a decade. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I don't know. It doesn't matter how you feel about Amazon or Jeff Bezos or however you pronounce his name, but more than 56,000 people have signed a petition to stop Jeff Bezos from returning to Earth after his trip to space next month. 
yeah, you, you can leave, but no re-entry for you. <laughs> Let's see. A uh, 54-year-old homeless man was arrested last Thursday in California after he allegedly assaulted California Governor Gavin Newsom with a water bottle. Here's something interesting. Now, I could not find... I cannot find the source for this. I cannot find more information about this. I just thought it was interesting. There's a new study out that claims eating two mushrooms a day can reduce your risk of getting cancer by 45%, almost cut it in half. But it does not identify which two mushrooms. I would like to know that. In Houston, uh... Well, it happened last night, I guess. I'm not sure if it passed, but they were trying to up, they were trying to raise the water rates by seventy eight percent in Houston. That's crazy. Now I don't usually talk about this and we're really out of time, but I'm going to because it just I was looking at it and I thought, I don't know hardly I I don't know any of these. You know, every week you know, I put out the list of top tens and one of the top tens is the uh Movies, top 10 movies, top box office movies. And there was a time in my life I knew every single one of them. I only know of one. Okay, here they are. 10, Wrath of Man. At number 9, The House Next Door, Meet the Blacks. At number 7, Spirit Untamed. Number 6, In the Heights. Number 5, Cruella. Number four, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Here's the one I know. I don't know it. I just know the first one. And the reason I know the first one is because I have a granddaughter that watched it a lot. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. I'm guessing it's the same Peter Rabbit. At number two, A Quiet Place Part 2. It was so quiet I missed part one. And at number one, The Hit Man's Wife's Bodyguard. Got to think about that. I'll read it again. The Hit Man's Wife's Bodyguard. So the hitman has a bodyguard for his wife. I, it's sad. Out of ten movies, I only know of one, and I really don't know anything about it. But, hey, you know, movies are not made for me. They're made for 25-year-olds. <laughs> or whoever. All right. That's enough. Enough of this craziness for uh, this Wednesday. We'll be back next week should be anyway unless something terribly goes wrong but uh yeah we're going to start posting these uh the video podcast on youtube otherwise you can still subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast app but anyway until next time hey have a good week unless of course you've made other plans see you later